listening to the Retro Reprise podcast in association with NerdyLegion.com. Here's your host, Adam S.L. Welcome to Retro Reprise. I am Adam S.L. And um, today, honestly, I had some other stuff planned for the show and so uh what i'm going to be doing today is talking about some stuff that uh, i don't really want to talk about but i feel that it's uh, one of those things that i'm responsible to talk about i feel like it's just one of those things that we should talk about all right so today's topic probably isn't going to be the most interesting or the most fun to talk about um what i've really wanted to spend some time doing is and I, I want to put this out there first. I did have I've got two other episodes that I've got planned on doing, and I had had one ready to go as far as uh, pieces put together. And um, this is going to be a little bit different from what I normally do. I normally have some show notes, uh, or I have a script or something that I'm reading uh, when I talk to you guys. Um, I'm completely off script for this episode, um, and that's because I thought there is a need to talk about what I'm about to talk about. So, there was a, a couple of shootings last week, and uh, the big one is the that I hear more news about is the shooting in El Paso. And uh, when I was a teenager, I lived in El Paso for a little while, um, and I have friends that still live there, and uh, you know, they're fine. I'm I'm glad that they're okay. But with all of this stuff that had happened uh, with another mass shooting, there is, uh, again, talk of violent video games. And I'm not going to sit here and make the argument that um, uh, video games don't cause that. We've had this argument before. That's the thing that kills me about all of this, is that we've had these conversations before. Uh, I remember back in the 90s, this is when I was living in El Paso, by the way, uh, with the ESRB, uh, I think this was uh, Joe Lieberman and Tipper Gore going after video games, specifically stuff like Doom, um, Night Trap, and of course Mortal Kombat that gets sort of the praise for it these days. Uh, and the creation of the ESRB so parents could make educated decisions on what they're doing with their kids to spend, uh, how to spend their money and not have violent video games. And I remember games being altered, like the uh, Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat being altered to where the fatalities weren't as brutal. They removed the blood and replaced it with sweat and stuff like that. Um, but as a kid, I, I remember, you know, this has always been something for me as a kid that's that's been uh, a problem all the time. You know, my parents, I, I grew up in a household that... Um, listen to Christian radio and things like that. And my, or my parents would read an article in a newspaper for me in particular. I remember specifically, um, two, two instances. Uh, one was with double dragon, the arcade game. And, uh, there was a Walmart there that had, uh, double dragon two, if I remember correctly. Uh, but my parents were reading a news article from, the local newspaper and there was a parent that had written in who was upset because the intro screen on double dragon has a, a group of, 
you know, has the, the, a gang punching Miriam in the stomach and hauling her off. And while they're hauling her off, there's like a, you know, three pixel underwear shot from her short skirt. And so I was, when I was a kid, after they had read that, they, they asked me if I had played Double Dragon. I said, yeah, that's one of my favorite games. Double Dragon is awesome. Um, and at the time, there wasn't really a, a beat-em-up like that. Um, uh, there was, but in my area, I had never had, uh, you know, never seen beat-em-ups like that. And it was really the, that that was the game that really started the genre. But anyway, my parents had read that article, asked me if I had played Double Dragon, and then proceeded to tell me I'm not allowed to play Double Dragon anymore. And so, uh, the thing is, by the time that article had come out, Double Dragon had been out for a while, and Double Dragon 2 had been out. So, <laughs> at this point, they didn't punch Miriam in the stomach, they, they just flat out shot her. Um, so, that was, that was the first case that I'd run into, and then the second one was several years later, uh, my parents had asked me if I had played a game called Altered Beast, and... Uh, they didn't want me playing that because that had satanic uh, undertones to it. You know, they're like, is there an old guy that says rise from your grave? And I was like, yeah, there's, yeah, you're, you're kind of, you're raised from the dead and you turn into a werewolf and you can turn into a dragon and, and all this stuff. It's a pretty cool game. Uh, but I got banned from that one too, uh, because of, uh, I think that was from like the 700 club radio show or something. Uh, and my parents, uh, my parents would listen to that. My mom would listen to that. And then they would tell her that s Satan is influencing certain things. So video games were, of course, one of them. The other one was uh, Garbage Pail Kids. So my sister and I had to throw out our complete collection of Garbage Pail Kids, which was pretty good at the time. And uh, I think we have like one picture book that's got a few Garbage Pail Kids stickers on them. Uh, but there's always been, at least in, in my head or at least in my world or life, that there's always been some sort of battle against video games in particular. Another medium has had this problem before. Um, you know, there's, you know, people did go after movies for having uh, movies with bad influences in them. Uh, the comic book uh, code and things like that were created. There were certain things that you were and were not allowed to put in a comic book. Uh, but it seems, but if, and maybe I'm just feeling this because uh, it, it's the way it feels to me is that video games seem to be the one that pops up more regularly. And there's, to me, it's very strange. And I think that it comes down to who's in our government. Now, here, I, I want to stress this I don't want this to be a political podcast. Um, in fact, this is one of those places that I, I want people to be able to come to. I don't care what side of things you're on. Uh, I want you to be able to come to this show and enjoy the show and know that I'm not going to sit down and, and turn anybody away by spouting any political stuff. So I'm going to try to avoid that as much as I can. And to be perfectly honest with as far as video game stuff is concerned, as far as trying to ban them or censor them or do whatever, this has been something that's been on both sides. This has both been Republicans and Democrats going after it. My point is it has more to do with, I think, the age of our politicians uh, because they still look at video games as something that belongs to children. The children are the only ones that play video games. What these guys don't seem to understand is that the predominant amount of video game players are 18 to 35. We're adults already. 
Some of us are adults that already have kids who could be adults. So it's it, to me, it's one of those things that uh, I think that they just don't have. They're just completely out of touch, and they don't realize video game is uh, video games are are the biggest entertainment industry. They're the biggest money makers. Uh, you know, they beat out the movie industry, which really is struggling right now, unless you're like a, a Disney product. But video games continually make money, and it's still the biggest industry to be in. So for me, it's particularly um, depressing when I see either the president or somebody else go after video games in this way, especially since there's no empirical evidence to prove that video games do cause violence. In fact, we've seen, in general, a decline in violence over time and an increase in video games. Uh, I'm not saying those two are related, but those are two studies that, that prove more or less prove my point. To me, it's just, it's, it's really odd. And like I said, I was, I I had something else prepared and I I really just wanted to talk about something else, but I feel like there's a need for me to talk about this. Uh, Or maybe I just feel like I should talk about this. So I remember, so going back to the nineties, I remember watching the news and watching Joe Lieberman and uh, Tipper Gore go after video games and, uh, you know, sit there and blame Mortal Kombat for uh, stuff. Uh, The Columbine shootings were particularly uh, bad with people blaming Doom uh, as the video game that these guys had been playing uh, and not realizing that Doom had been on virtually every computer that had come out. Um, I, I remember having Doom in the computer lab at school you know, uh, we, we put it away. The teacher didn't even know it was on there cause you had to execute it from DOS. Uh, but it was just things like that. It, it just sort of, you know, and, and then my parents would ask me, well, like, are, are you familiar with this doom game? Are you familiar with mortal Kombat?" And I said, yeah, these are games that are, these are some of the most popular games right now. Um, and you don't see everybody else running around shooting up the place. Uh, instead of blaming video games, you know, we might want to look at the human condition because this is something that's been going on long before video games have been created. But trying to have that argument with your parents when you're like 15 years old, it it doesn't really sink into them that you might have a perspective because you are the person who is enjoying this form of entertainment. Uh, and then I remember Jack Thompson uh, later on trying to blame, I think it was like Grand Theft Auto 4 and... Uh, bully for being uh, too violent to sell to people. And again, this comes back to, I think, the age of our politicians. Uh, uh, Jack Thompson wasn't a, I don't think he was a politician. He was a lawyer. Uh, But these were things that are, you know, I feel like we've already had these discussions. And then to hear uh, Trump sit there and say, like, this is, you know, a problem of violent video games, and then having a reaction with Walmart. Uh, Walmart pulling... Uh, violent video game merch or not merchandise, but um, promotional stuff. So cardboard cutouts, uh, removing anything from demos. If there's a demo of a you know first person shooter, they're going to pull that. Uh, it, it's a strange overreaction to something that has nothing to do with the situation. Um, you know, I talked about just a minute ago why uh, you know I, I want to keep my podcast you know, politic free. And it's really hard to do that when, when this is something that comes from our government and we, we have reactions, we have knee jerk reactions to this. And when I say, I don't want to be political, I, I, we are in a point in time that's really unique for the United States. And that is we have our, our politics are, are polarizing 
everything. It doesn't matter what side you're on, but I'm sure there's got to be people out there like myself who are kind of tired of hearing, you know, extreme stuff on one side and extreme stuff on the other. And I think that the the polarization of our politics uh, probably contributed more to these shootings than what video games have. It just seems that video games are the the good scapegoat for a lot of people, and I just don't really... Um, I don't know. I just don't know how to explain how I feel about this because we're a lot of the bulk of us are old enough and we've grown up with video games, uh, and, and had normal lives. You know, it's, it's really the people that, that go and do these extreme things that then there seems to be a spotlight put on video games. And I think it's, it's unjustified. It's, looking in the wrong direction, and I think they're looking in the wrong direction on purpose because they don't want to address the very specific issues that would cause people to do these things. Um, and uh, I, I seriously feel like the, the polarization of our political climate is a, a huge contributing factor. Uh, I, would, I would sit there and say that, you know, news reports and things like that that are, are really being extreme more or less trigger this. And, and this isn't, you know, I'm, again, I'm not blaming one side or the other. I, that's not what I'm trying to do. But I am saying that we are, in total, we get news, we get a lot of bad news. And in some cases, the news isn't always, um, uh, the news has changed from, from really reporting facts to getting as many clicks as possible. And so in doing that, they'll, they'll lead with the danger stuff. This is something that news organizations have always done. You know, they'll, they'll, before the internet came around, you know, I remember on the six o'clock news would sit there and they would, uh, lead in a story or they would, they would tease a story that they'll do later on. So you'll watch the whole podcast or the whole broadcast, not podcast, broadcast, uh, but I remember specifically, uh, one time my parents were watching the six o'clock news and they did a teaser for, for, uh, a piece that they were doing later on. It was the last story. And that's when I realized like, wow, this is kind of like kind of crappy. But what they did was they, they led with like a, you keep this dangerous household item that's in every house and it's accessible to your children and can possibly kill them. We'll reveal what it is later on tonight. You know, it was just, it was one of those things that was just absolutely leading. And my, my, my mom who, you know, wants to take care of her children, that's why she did the things that she did. I don't really, I don't hold any grudge against my parents for, for doing anything like taking away our garbage pail kids or not letting me play certain arcade games because my parents were human and they were trying to do the best they could and they, you know, they had certain thoughts and beliefs and things like that to influence, you know, to raise their kid the way they thought was the best. And uh, so I don't hold any grudge against my parents for that. But uh, going back to, you know, the news story. So what it turned out to be was uh, a bottle of bleach because we all kept bleach, you know, at the house for cleaning just about everything. Uh, so they they ran this story to scare you to watch the entire newscast and then it it literally was like a minute or minute and a half segment talking about the dangers of bleach and how kids could reach it 
and this was some this was common knowledge you know there had been television specials and ads and warnings and all of these other things that would say you know hey you know keep bleach out of the reach of children because you don't want them to drink it or open it or dump it on their face or you know things like that and uh yeah it it literally was like a, a a 60 second like one minute long like danger your children are in danger this is what's here danger and uh, after I saw that, and and this is, I, I was still pretty young. I think I was like ten years old. I saw that, and I was like, "Wow, what? That's so dirty." They got people to sit down and watch their newscast, pushing this like your children are in danger thing. And of course, they run it throughout the whole show, right? They they run it over the the whole uh, broadcast. They open up with it, you know. Uh, your children are in danger from a household item that you keep in underneath your sink. And then, you know, it's like politician, blah, 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 does this thing. And then they go over the, the regular news, but they, you know, they would have a commercial break and, you know, they'd say, oh, we're, we're going to break for a commercial. When we come back, your children are in danger. And I feel like that's only gotten worse as time's gone on, um, you know, le- very leading headlines um, and even, even in videos, uh, you know, to get you to click on it, they'll, they'll put thumbnails and stuff up. That's very leading and sometimes just absolutely off track. And I feel like that's what goes on here. And I feel like what's going on is that we have really a bunch of old people, <laughs> a bunch of boomers in office who've never touched a video game in their life and, don't realize that all of their family under a certain age, under the age of 40, probably, maybe even a little bit older than that, all have played video games. Video games are, are so popular, so widespread, you know, in some cases they're, they're family events. And uh, to, to blame video game violence on real world violence, I think, is, is a huge misstep. And I think it's wrong. And um, like I said, to sit down and argue about it, and, and I could sit down and point out a bunch of stuff that, that makes it wrong and point to studies that, that say that this isn't the case. But um, this is an argument that we've already had. And this is an argument that we repeatedly have. And I feel like video games seem to be the go-to uh, product to malign when it comes to tragedies like these. You know, and sitting there and finding a... a you know, oh, this guy played Fortnite and this guy played Fortnite. So uh, these these two guys were were bad because they played this video game. It's not the case. Uh, and and what you'll find is, you know, oh, it's like, oh, this guy drove a car and this guy drove a car. That's why they shot people up. It, it's finding strange commonalities to say that these things happen. And it was the same thing with Columbine, you know, blaming doom or Marilyn Manson for really mentally unstable kids. Uh, it, to me, it just doesn't make sense to blame something that is obviously not the, the cause of what's going on. So I've really, I've really talked a lot about, you know, going through this experience, but, uh, what I wanted to do was actually, spend some time and talk about some positives of video games. Uh, I've got an article pulled up from uh, sciencealert.com, and we're going to talk about some of these things. Uh, We're going to talk about 
six things that are positive about video games. And um, these are scientific benefits of playing video games. And I, and I, I just want to spend some time being positive. And this may not be the most exciting episode, and that's okay. I'd rather just spend some time with you guys and, and have sort of a breather. And that's what this is, is, is a little bit more of a breather. And like I said, I don't have a lot of show notes pulled up. What I've done is I've just pulled up a website so I can see what it is. Um, but I want to share this with you guys. And uh, just sometimes it's cool to just sit back and take a breath. And that's what I want to do. So hopefully, uh, you know, you guys will stick with me here and uh, we'll, we'll get right to it. So the first benefit that we're going to talk about are 3D video games. So according to this study is that 3D video games could increase memory capacity. In a 2015 study in the Journal of Neuroscience, researchers from the University of California, Irvine, recruited 69 participate to participants and asked for a third to play Super Mario Brother or Super Mario 3D World for two weeks, uh, a third party to play Angry Birds, and the rest to play nothing. Uh, because of their engaging experience in enriching 3D virtual environments, the same video game games that had been played for decades by children and adults alike may actually provide our brain with meaningful stimulation. The people who played Mario ended up doing better on follow-up memory tasks, while others showed no improvement pre- or post-gaming. Video gamers who specifically favor 3D complex video games performed better, the researchers concluded. So, I have, it's one of those things like, I feel like I have better direction, better sense of direction uh, from playing video games. Uh, and I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but uh, once you get around uh, an environment in a video game and know it really well, it seems to, that seems to translate very well into uh, the world. But according to this study, uh, it, it does show some, some ability to uh, recall information. Um So I think that's pretty interesting. and uh, But let me know. I, I'm kind of curious as to what you guys think. For, for those of you who play a lot of um, first-person shooters or games where you're in a 3D environment, I mostly, I'm a retro gamer. I love playing 2D stuff, but I do play a lot of 3D stuff when I get the opportunity to. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you, have you noticed something like, do you have a really great sense of direction, but you also happen to be really good at a particular video game that's in a 3d environment? I'd be, I'd be kind of curious to find that out. Um, and of course you can always hit me up at retro reprise on Twitter. Uh, let me know. So number two, gaming could be good for pain relief. This one is the best excuse for playing video games on your next six day. A 2012 literature review uh, published from the American Journal of Preventative Medicine found that in the 38 studies examined, video games improved the health outcomes of 195 patients uh, on every front, including psychological and physical therapy. Plus, in 2010, uh, scientists presented research at the American Pain Society's conference, which found evidence that playing video games, especially virtual reality games, were effective at reducing anxiety or pain caused by chronic illness or medical procedures. The focus is drawn to the game, not the pain or the medical procedure, while the virtual reality experience engages visual and other senses, said Jeffrey Gold from the University of Southern California. 
So let's take a look at number three. There's evidence video games help dyslexic kids improve their reading. Video games can help kids too. A 2013 study published in Cell investigated the effects uh, that playing video games like Rayman, Raving Rabbids, could help dyslexic children aged 7 to 13 read faster with no loss in accuracy. This is another great news thing because I am dyslexic. I'm very, very dyslexic. So when I'm reading these articles, uh, I fumble a lot. But uh, according to this study, that reading um, reading helps these kids. I'll continue on here. Uh, the results were equal or better to traditional reading treatments, which can be more time-consuming and not as fun. The researchers think that the fast pace of the games help the kids increase their attention spans, uh, although this hypothesis is yet to be tested. Number four is that Tetris can help limit trauma. Uh, it's these ones with the, the physical ailments that I think are really interesting, that, that video games can help people with pain management because they're concentrating on the game and not so much on, on the pain that they're experiencing. But let's check out this Tetris one. Tetris one. Uh, trusty old Tetris might be good for more than just time wasting if this new study has anything to go by. Last year, 37 patients that arrived at a hospital emergency department in Oxford, UK, uh, to be treated for a traffic accident were randomly selected to play 20 minutes of Tetris. Another 34 patients uh, were not given the game and were asked to log their regular activity instead, including things such as texting, crosswords, and reading. The Tetris players had significantly less flashbacks to trauma, about 62% less on average. There's research published last month in Molecular Psychiatry concludes that the brief uh, science-driven intervention offers a low-intensity means that could substantially improve the mental health of those who have experienced psychological trauma. So not only can video games be good for, you know, your pain management and helping you heal, but it also appears that it, it can help you um, sort of deal with shell shock from something like a car wreck. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. So let's take a look at number five. Some research shows that video games might actually make you smarter. Uh, a study published in the PLOS1 in 2013 goes as far as saying that your cognition might be enhanced when you start up your Xbox or PlayStation. Uh, the researchers took five groups of non-gamers and made them play a phone game on uh, one hour a day for over four weeks. They found that all video games, both action and non-action games, improved cognitive function in participants, measuring by tests such as short-term memory tasks. This is something that I've had uh, sort of a feeling on for a long time, is that um, certain video games, I believe, can actually help you become smarter, or at least... Uh, help you out with some cognitive stuff. And they even have, you know, brain training games. Uh, they're all over the place if you if you like to play your Nintendo DS Lite. Uh, there's always a brain age game out there for you. But uh, I, I'm not talking about those games specifically, but just any video game. Uh, I believe that there's, when you do stuff, especially with video games, you're, you're doing things, if your character dies, you have to find a new way to get around that. And I, and I really truly believe that that's helping you think and think around situations. So it doesn't really surprise me that this has some sort of cognitive uh, improvement to your system. Uh, and I hope that more people realize that. And we're going to take a look at number six. Gaming is linked to an increase in brain matter. 
Oh, well, not only is it possible that it makes you smart, hopefully this will tell us that it actually does. So, And finally, in 2014, a study was published in Molecular Psychiatry from the Mark Planck Institute in Germany found that playing Super Mario 64 caused an increase in the size of the brain regions. Hopefully not swelling, hopefully just good brain stuff. Uh, Specifically, the bits of the brain responsible for uh, spatial orientation, memory formation, strategic planning, and fine motor skills. This goes back to what I was saying earlier from from uh, one of the earlier entries, that I believe that um, spatial orientation has, for me, I think it's, it's my awareness of everything around me and my ability to navigate places has has probably been greatly improved because of video games. And so this is what they're saying is, is what they're finding. Um, spatial orientation, memory formation, strategic planning, and fine motor skills. That's amazing. So when the researchers looked at 24 participants who had played the game for 30 minutes a day for two months under an MRI machine, they found that they increased gray matter in the right hippocampus, right prefrontal cortex, and the cerebellum compared to a control group that hadn't played any game. This proves that specific brain regions can be trained by means of video games, said one of the researchers. Those are six positive aspects of video games. I'm going to uh, leave a link in, in the description if you guys want to check that out. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to spend some time and talk about some good stuff with video games and not completely focus on uh, our... Not only is it... Like I said, this is one of those things I, I just have a hard time talking about. We have a tragedy, uh, and we need to have a way of addressing it. And I don't know what the right way is. Uh, But to put blame on video games and to demonize people who play video games isn't the right thing to do. Um, But like I said, guys, I I know this one's probably not the most fun podcast in the world, but I do want to uh, thank all of you for joining me. This is going to wrap up the show. I promise next week I'm going to have something that's a little bit more entertaining. Uh, But I appreciate you checking out this podcast if this is your first time here. And for those of you who have come back, I've looked at the numbers. Some of you guys are coming back. So I appreciate it. I really do. And uh, guys, please be safe. Um, I always always want people to come back. (laughs) I, I, I don't like to hear about tragedies like this. And I hope that you and your family are safe. And uh, I want to thank you for joining me again, and I will see you guys next week. Retro Reprise is hosted and produced by Adam SL, published by NerdyLegion.com. Visit YouTube.com forward slash Retro Reprise. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Retro Reprise. For business inquiries, email the show at retroreprisal at gmail.com.